Hello and welcome to Lifehouse Church Spiritual Warfare Podcast. My name is Ben Hobson. I'm here with the wonderful, delightful, amazing, extravagant, I could go on, David Thomas. Ben, thank you. Hi, everybody. <laughs> we had, just before starting this podcast... We had a whole podcast of discussion. We did. We had an epic one. Because I came in and I was just, David, I just, I'm not, I'm not here. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not present. And I just wasn't feeling it. So David was like, why? Why not, Ben? And we just spent about an hour sorting through some spiritual muck and some spiritual warfare that has been taking place in my life. So I feel... It's it's actually good. It is amazing. I feel great now, but just exhausted. So am I. Yeah. (laughs) We're not as funny as we normally are. Oh, we will be, but the thing is... (laughs) We are, okay. um, I don't think... I don't know... Well, maybe... This podcast might not be as long as the other ones because we 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 sort of wrapping up the weapons platforms. Yep, and we're dealing with Cora's rebellion now. So this might not be a long podcast, but um, this podcast will lead into the enemy's weapons. Yes, you know, dealing with enemy's weapons. So before we begin, I hope you guys have sort of begun to understand characteristics of plants in the church people in the church that will use these weapons platforms whether they are enemy plants or whether they are just christians that continually operate in this way um or just quit christians that one day 10 years ago made that decision to allow something in their lives and then that something has never sort of taken root yeah yeah habits just, that have formed just not 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 allowing themselves to walk in current revelation newness of life in the holy spirit which you need to take on every single day mm. to keep yourself refocused and walking in the new ways of the lord yeah um Korah's rebellion you know well just one other thing before i actually look into Korah's rebellion is that yep. each each one of these three if you go and really study it is a face of satan each one of these three three guys mm. represents um Satan down to the T and it's 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 incredible just to think about it meditate on this and 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 see how these 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 guys come into the church and they are in the church they are part of the church mm. and they come in and they launch these insidious attacks mm. um one of the things you're going to start to find is when we put weapons into these weapons platforms or when we put weapons into these people's hands the weapons you will find are just two things, word and deed. So each of these guys, when they come in, they operate through word or through deed or word and deed, and they come in and smash in at the, at the, at the children of God. Um, so it's pretty incredible that you find this in the church, but it's not surprising because you'll see pictures of, this, of these two streams in the church all, all the way through the Bible. Yeah, you will yeah. see... You will see in the house there are two streams, you know, and 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 these two streams will be at conflict until, as we come to the day of the Lord, when the Lord begins to separate the church, and the church begins to operate out of its trueness, and these these three really will try and come to the fore at that point in time to destroy the true sons of God yeah. as they begin to rise up. Can I ask about the motives of these people within the church? The motives, are their motives good? Because I imagine it would be much easier for them to see something at work in their lives if 
it was a you know a really obtuse kind of I want to tear down the church that thought went through their minds but do they have this weird kind of almost what they feel is a good motive in speaking negatively or like you say word and deed committing Mm. bad words bad deeds do they have a good motive in doing that like how does that work is it muddled up a bit okay I need to separate that go for Um, it that's a very good question and I need to separate that because quite a while ago when we were dealing with I think um, around about three sessions three around there and I, and I spoke to you about counterfeits. Oh, yes. What, what I see taking place in the church is, number one, you've got, you've got spies coming in. You've got enemy spies coming in with a deliberate intention to act as if they are part of the church, but to create havoc. And you've got, yeah. you know, it's, it's recorded. You, any, any pastor will know about or should know about this, that, you know, you've got these satanic worshippers that would come in and act as if they're saved and then create all kinds of havoc within the church. So you've got to be aware of that discerning of spirits there. Which is something I don't think a lot of people think about. Like, I've never Mm. given that type of thing a lot of thought, that someone would be that way and come in to destroy. (laughs) But... They're there. Yeah, exactly. You've got to be alert. You've got to be aware. Enemy prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking him who may devour. The second group are the counterfeits. So a counterfeit would, would basically be someone that thinks they are, but they are actually a counterfeit. Mm-hmm. The third group would be probably for me the saddest group of all, which would be Christians that really honestly, truly think they are doing the work of the Lord, but at the end of the day will find out to their loss that they that the Lord never knew them. That is, it's tragic. It is tragic. For me to answer your question now would be... That with I'll answer it in terms of that group of people, the third group. That is probably the ones I was talking yeah. about specifically. Yeah, deception or self-deception. That would probably be um, one of the key motives. You know, the self-deception is 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 you 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 will believe something to be true. Mm. Then how can you be proven otherwise? And then you've got that added onslaught or added backing up of a spirit of deception coming in. And so you'll, you'll, you'll start to push forward teachings or doctrines or positions within a church that will be against that which is what, what God actually wants. Right, okay. And with, with regards to Korah, Korah's rebellion, most, I would say most godly church leaders will have faced Korah's rebellion in some form or other. And most people within the church will have um, experienced mm-hmm. the, the, the breath of Korah's rebellion mm-hmm. in some form or other against themselves. And would you even say that they've experienced it and partaken in it? Possibly, possibly, yeah. because it's you know the you know the um, the stepping out into it is so easy. It's so it's so yeah. easy to do. Yeah. Without being aware, I can remember. I can remember a situation at Bible College once when when I was I think I was my first year Bible College, and for some reason or other, this the the this group of second years got caught up in attacking this one lecturer and they started to stir up the whole college 
Really? Okay, yeah. Attacking this lecturer. Yeah. And I got stirred up as well. Yeah. And like after a couple of days, I, I just I just stopped myself. And I just said to myself, whoa, hold on a second. What on earth is going on here? What is actually going on here? What is actually the accusation? Why are these guys giving this accusation? And, and, and for what reason? Mm. And I, I pulled myself out of this little rebellious move. I went to the lecturer. And I repented and apologized to him. You know, and, 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 and basically for me, I had stepped onto the way of Korah's rebellion. Mm. Isn't that interesting, like how the clarity of God and the simple asking of a question, just hang on, where is the assumption coming from? Yeah. Where is this accusation? Why? Why? Why am I partaking in this? And just that simple stopping point, you're like, whoa. I think that's really interesting, just the clarity that you can just yeah. throw light on deception. You know what I mean? This is, this, is, this is a very, very dangerous one because what you're actually doing is you are... You are coming against the servant of God and you are questioning what that servant of God does and you bring in accusation against that servant of God as that servant of God stands in the way of the Lord, doing what the Lord instructs him to do and you're getting caught up into this. You yeah. see, oftentimes, you will, you, more often than not, this is my experience, more often than not, you will find someone operating in Korah, Korah's spirit or Korah's rebellion, never operates alone. They've got this group called the people. <laughs> yeah. You were talking to me about that earlier, the people. Yeah, the people. They come in various forms, various guises. Um, I have to say I hate that group. I don't really think I'm enjoying the sound of them either by what you described yeah. earlier. Because they don't exist. Well, that's oftentimes, one thing. Oftentimes they don't exist, and if they do exist, they're full of nonsense anyway. Because, yeah. because they the you know they just they're just the yeah the, the backup. No one really clearly defines. Yeah, yeah. Imagine I was writing like because I'm at uni doing music at the moment. Imagine I wrote a, a document and I just set up the top in one of my things. The people say this. Down the bottom, I've just got referenced the people. Yeah, that would be the type of claim, right? <laughs> it's uh, you, you can you can see this in political correctness. Well, yes, what you would, can. What, what would the people say? What would the people think? Fear of man. Yeah, that's what motivates this thing. Yep. Um, it's incredible how Korah came up against um, Moses. So, so one of the aspects of, of, of Korah is he, he, he doesn't like to operate alone. He, he, he likes to stir up people and he likes to stir up leaders to come against the leader of, of the Lord or the leader of the movement or the leader of, of what God is doing. Or even, even into church stuff as well, come up against another church. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Um, the second thing about what Korah does is... He will accuse you of what he himself is doing. How does that work? Oh, let's read. Oh, that will let in well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Numbers 16. We've got Korah here. And uh, he's the, one of the sons of Levi, Reubenite. And um, from verse 2, And rose, uh, became insolent and rose up against Moses. With them were 250 Israelite men, well-known community leaders who had been appointed members of the council. 
they came as a group to oppose Moses and Aaron and said to them, You have gone too far. The whole community, the whole community is holy. Every one of them. And the Lord is with them. Why then do you set yourselves above the Lord's assembly? Mm, that's See, very interesting, yeah. So, so he's bringing in the community, he's bringing in his gang. And uh, he's now accusing, the attack is actually against the priesthood, Aaron here. But he's accusing Aaron and Moses. And, the, and, and, and he is saying to them, well, you're placing yourself above the community. You're placing yourself above the leader. What, make, what, what makes you so special about yeah. above the people? Lord the whole, the whole community is holy. Mm. Coming in and attacking leadership, coming in and attacking godly leadership. And what happens? The God, man of God, the woman of God will, will, will go away before the Lord and agonize before the Lord. And oftentimes, more often than not, they will cede over authority that God has given them to this group. Mm. And what happens, this group will lead people into idolatry against the ways of the Lord. Because the Lord will come in and speak to his leader about what needs to be done, what needs to be said. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, it's, it's, it's really, it's an insidious attack against leaders within the church just be be very careful about joining in in the negative talk joining in against tearing down of a leader make sure you get the facts yeah make sure you understand because yes there is there is validity in basically um checking your leader's life checking your pastor's life because he needs to stand before god and he needs to have a holy life he needs to lead from a place of holiness and anointing but be very, very careful against going with a group saying the people say. I think I think it's very just a, a way to keep an eye on this sort of thing is if a person comes up to you and starts to complain about a leader, which is how this looks, recruitment, trying mm. to bring people underneath that and rebellion against the leader, if they do that, sort of think to yourself, well, why aren't they going straight to the leader? Because that's the biblical approach, isn't it? If you have a concern, you take it straight to that person. You don't yep. try and recruit an army behind yourself to go and attack them. That's correct. That's correct. If, 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 if the leader has done something wrong, or if you perceive the leader to have done something wrong, or, some, or another Christian has done something wrong, yep. you know, the Bible has given you clear guidelines in how to handle that issue. Go to them, explain the situation to them. Now, if that person's immature and doesn't want to accept it, then the Bible has given you... A means to deal with that immaturity, take someone else with you yep. as a witness. However, if you have if if you are able to sort out that issue, that problem with the person in a biblical manner, the Bible says you've won a brother over to yourself. And I think nine times out of ten, all of the stuff that gets bandied around in churches, assumptions and and deception would just dissolve. Yep. Nine times out of ten you go and talk to the person who's actually concerned in this and I'll say, Oh, I don't know why you think that. No, that's not mm. a fact. And then yeah, it would yeah. be because because one of the things that these guys bring is they will they will have a personal issue or whatever, and then and then they will try and add weight to their personal issue mm. by saying the people. Yeah. The second thing what they'll do is they'll come in and they will what the nine more often than not nine times out of ten. 
the issue that they will raise will be something that they are doing. So when you, when, when you, when you recognize the spirit of Korah coming at you, look at that. Look at the accusation. Mm. Yeah. And you'll find the sin in that person's life. Mm. You'll find the issue, in the, the core issue in that person's life. You know? I'm just thinking of examples I could throw up. <laughs> I really don't want to. Because, yeah, I don't... Yeah. Well, I don't want to speak negatively about a person. Yeah, yeah. But there are... I mean, I'm sure everyone who's listening everyone, to this... Everyone will be able to say, identify. oh, yeah, that situation... Okay, this is what was said. This accusation can remember the enemy's weapons is word and deed. Yeah. And 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 Korah's one will come in and he will Korah will accuse you of what he is doing and the the, the, the try and elicit a couple of responses from you. One, self-doubt. Really? Am I really portrayed like this? Hmm. Are, are the people really saying this? It's a religious spirit coming in and smashing you down because it wants to put a whole lot of laws and regulations upon your life that you curtail to that spirit. Mm. Know God, know the know yourself, know the enemy, and you will not have to worry about the outcome of battle. There's nothing wrong with you saying, okay, is this the accusation you're coming against me? And if you're in a position of leadership, they are going to accuse you of leading. <laughs> yeah. I have to lead. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. I have to lead. I have the mandate from God. I am leading in this situation. Mm-hmm. And there's some things I'm gonna say and do from the Lord that you will not be happy about. Okay, what are you unhappy about? Please explain. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the key factors that that, that that I when I confront a chorus spirit is I will I will keep my focus on the person because the person once you start taking the accusation the accusation will lead you off the path that God has told you to walk on now remember in uh, way back way back when <laughs> I told you about the path and wasn't it to on do ground, with ground? In, yeah, ground, ground in ground the path, five factors the path of battle you're going into a battle scenario you're going onto this battle you've got your path you've got your plan you're stepping out you're stepping in God told Moses go go to these people I'm going to release them from their bondage Pe- what were the people saying? people were saying oh God help us we're in bondage you know look at our, our, our presses our presses are making things harder and harder and harder for us now Korah comes and now he says to them, the people are saying, you know, we, where are you leading us? We were happier in Egypt. Mm-hmm. We had fish in Egypt. We had meat in Egypt. Life was easier in Egypt. This is what Korah's words were to Moses and, and Aaron and the Lord burn, anger burned. You got, you got numbers is full of all of these examples. And so you lock in, not on what the person is saying in the attack. You take notice of it, but you lock in and you say, "Okay, what is at the core? What, what is the core issue here? God has told me this is what we've got to do." And you just keep it on the word. Keep it on the word. Keep it on the word. Mm-hmm. Who are these people? Let these people come to me. Give me their names. I have had. Do you, do you know how many times I've had people come to me as the pastor of a church? over the years and haul out the people 
So I went investigated. I investigate the people. Where are these people? <laughs> never met this. They never met this group ever. They just, they just disappear. Yeah. When you ask them, who's the people? Where are they? Oh. No, it's just some people I was speaking to. Okay, well, let me speak to them. No, 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 no. You can't speak. And then they oh, just, I gotta keep it, it silent yeah, because no. of privacy and privacy and all that. No, that's unbiblical. Then you see these people disappear, boy. How do you mean it's unbiblical? Well, you cannot lay an accusation against an elder unless you bring two to three witnesses. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible has an answer. You stick to the word. You stick to what God has said. You grab hold of the person that's got this core of spirit in you and you hold on to this person and you say, explain, explain. The people say, okay, where are these people? Yeah. Explain. Explain. <laughs> Let me see these people. You know? Oh, we, we haven't got food. Yes, you have food. The Lord's provided manna for you. Right there. You know? It's clarity. Oh, this is hard work. Yes, it is hard work because it's discipleship. It's warfare. Yeah. We, we, we win in souls. We've got, a, we've got a sacrifice. This is this is the way of the things of the Lord. Yeah. Oh, I want my ease. I want you to ease. Well, this is not the church where you can find ease. Yeah. We can't get comfortable here. You know, and and so as long as you are forthright, know God, know what God has said to you, know who you are, and know what God's opinion of you is, and the plan that God has given you. Every encounter you have, you will not have to worry about it. I'm reminded of this um, Dilbert comic. Have you ever read Dilbert? Vaguely, yeah. He's he's an office worker. Yeah, isn't he? he's yeah. an office worker who complains all the time, but. He's designed this website, and this woman comes up to him and says, everybody's saying your website design is ugly. He says, what, really? Eskimos are saying that? <laughs> she said, no, I got an email from Fred. He's like, so you and one other person. That, <laughs> that is so true. <laughs> everybody's saying. Everybody's saying. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, everybody. Uh, man, it just the, the people, when I hear about the people, it drives me berserk. It drives me nuts when I hear about Can that. I... There's another instance I can use an example of this is when, uh, say, a TV show is on. And say it's a show, because I'm really interested in this show. I know you don't like it. Lost. Oh. Yeah, don't go The people don't like Lost. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody hates Lost. Oh, I was wrong. Even I don't like it. No. And what they... Oh, sorry. Isn't Lost made by Star Wars people? No, David. (laughs) It's actually made by the people who made the new Star Trek. What's your opinion on Star mm. Trek? Are we? I enjoy Star Trek. I don't mind it either. I enjoy Star Trek. So we can agree. Yep. All right. So off that, <laughs> side note, when Lost was on TV, every single episode that got put up, there would be a person going onto the website forum and saying, oh, worst episode ever. These writers should be kicked off the show. I can't believe they did this and this. And so they have a chorus of like 250 people come in and write the exact same thing. I heard a podcast with them, the writers, speaking on this, and they're like, that's just 250 people. There's millions of people who watch this show. You know what I mean? Mm, and just mm. and people, the television networks would take that 250, and they would say, oh, well, people aren't liking the show. And they'd have to change stuff and that sort of thing and make a lot of exceptions for a small minority. Yeah. We're yeah. just in, evoking rebellion. Against Lost is not a big deal, but... You know no, no, mean? no. The principle, the principle yeah. is there. Yeah, the principle is there. Um, take that into a church context. Take that into your personal life as a Christian, 
and ask yourself the question, how many times have I allowed a Cora to move me off the plan and the path of God for my life? Yep. Because Cora has come in and accused me of something and because maybe I didn't know myself well enough or know what God's opinion of myself is, of, of me is or, or, or God enough to, to and, and, and I allowed them to, to move me or I got a bit intimidated by the people. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Or um, I got... I joined in and was angry and rebellious yeah. against it. Yeah, that's and, right. That pastor did say that and then he hasn't done it. Now, the thing is, what happened to Korah and his followers? You know, God's judgment burned against them. The, you know, the earth opened and they were swallowed in. And, you know, Moses, the Lord told Moses, tell the people of Israel, <laughs> make, a, make, a, make a path around them because I'm going to deal with them. Wow. Now, God will always deal with sin. It might not look like it, but God will. There's, God will always deal with sin. Sin will, something will happen. It will always be dealt with. So it's either going to be dealt with by the blood of Jesus, or it's going to be dealt with by judgment. And so, what we've got to be very, very aware of is allowing these people to come in and get us to move off the purpose of God, because that's Satan's aim. Remember what I said about the fist. Number one, the aim of Satan is to move us off the purpose of God, and so this. This bully boy, this Korah bully boy, bringing all his thugs, yep. 250 people. Moses, this is what you are doing. You're setting yourself up above the people. Hold on. Whoa. Discern that this is a Korah spirit. Look at the accusation. At the root of that accusation is the root of that person's sin. Grab hold of that root and deal with that. Mm. In a biblical manner, one-on-one, two-on-one, take him to the church Get him dealt with. Yep. You know, don't don't participate in Korah's rebellion. Be alert. Be aware. Be Psalm aware. one. Psalm one. Don't you know? Walk past these people. Don't stand with these people. Don't sit mm. with these people. Be battle alert. Be you know. Be alert. Be be aware of the battlefield. And the it environment. Is, and it can look so small as well, can't it? Yeah. It can just start with a person. You both sitting there listening to a sermon, and you walk away, and this person says, "Well, I don't think that was very good." Yep. And just those small negative things. Just be very, like podcast guys, very mindful of the negative things. Very watchful. That's the lesson that I'm learning is to be very aware of it. Because as soon as you let a little bit of it in, yep. that almost affirms it. And then it grows and grows. So just, just be mindful. What we'll do probably for one more podcast is, is look at the enemy weapons. And we'll start probably talking about enemy weapons next week. And I want you to I want you just to start meditating on this in the week ahead. You know, meditate on these weapons platforms. So you've got Balaam, you've got um, Cain. Cain, and you've got Korah. These 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 are three reflections of Satan. And now and now what we've got to do is we've got to go in and say, okay, what weapons actually goes on to these weapons platforms? Yeah. And and how do these weapons get activated? Mm. And so you've got, essentially, you've got word and deed. A spoken word or an action. Yeah. That's, that's, and, and, and we're going to be looking at specifics and how they affect you. We might not go into it in depth because when we, because what we need to now start doing is to start looking at the weapons platforms of the church, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we go into the weapons platforms of the church and we look at the, 
the defensive and offensive weapons of a Christian, we will start to see how these negative weapons platforms can be identified and destroyed. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's yeah. And I, can I just suggest for some homework? Yep. Go back and listen to the podcast in Balaam. Go back and listen to Cain, and listen to maybe this one again, and try to identify for yourself where you have seen these rebellious spirits in action in the church. Because I I'm almost certain that every person listening here today has probably experienced at least an example of all oh, three. Yes. Yeah. Without so just doubt. so just. Go and try and identify those things for yourselves. We'll and, talk about how to do that a bit yeah. better next week. And too. also, one more thing is is go go and read Jude again just to read some characteristics. What is what is the characteristic of this type of person? Mm. Um, if you go and read the Balaam one, you can go and read the characteristics of that person within the letters, the three letters that we spoke about as well in the book of Revelation. Um, but just remember that even though the characteristic is given to you and you look at it and say, oh, this person's a vile person, just remember that the camouflage yes. is all good. Mm-hmm. It's all nice. Yes. It's very pleasant. It's very appealing. Yes, it is. That's the biggest thing, isn't it? So you've got to look through the, the, the camouflage to see the character. So we're working from the inward, in, inward out. We're looking at the character and we'll start identifying some of the camouflage of these people where they'll come over very persuasively. Oh, they can't they, though? I mean, how, how could Cora... How could Cora... Um, get that many backup? Get 250 yeah. leaders to back him up. Now, just think about this. This is in chapter 16, right? In chapter 11, the Lord tells uh, Moses, in verse 16, it says, The Lord said to Moses, Bring me 70 of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting that they may stand with you. I will come down and speak with you there and I will take some of the power of the spirit that is on you and put it on them. They will share the burden of the people with you so that you will not have to carry it alone. Now, now where, where does Korah pick up his leaders? From the leaders and officials. Yeah, yeah. I mean, here, here, here in chapter 16, it says, um, with them were 250 Israelite men, well-known community leaders who had been appointed members of the council. Yep. And it would, you're right. You're right. The Korah would have sounded so convincing. And that is the, the, the crucial point. Because it would have just been like, well, look, Moses... Mm-hmm. You know, Moses said the Lord said that we were going to have all this bounty, and we haven't got any of it. And yeah. I think we do. We need to come together. We need to. We need to speak to Moses. It sounds so good. Yeah, he wouldn't have just incited wrath. Mm. Would have sounded like the right oh, thing to do. I mean, I mean, that he he would have probably brought up. Um, yeah, where's this bounty? Where's this land of milk and honey? The land yeah. of milk and honey is in Egypt because we certainly don't have it out here in the desert. Yeah, and they would have quickly forgotten that they were probably also part of listening to the ten who said, there is a land of bounty, but we are grasshoppers in that land. Yeah, well, how often does that happen? How often do we just forget about the things in the past? How how often has God wanted us to be going onto a path, going into a land, taking territory... And we've been persuaded by godly men 
that we are grasshoppers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cora's rebellion. Yep. Cora's rebellion. All right. Well, how are you feeling? Do you feel like we can wrap it up there? Or? Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's it. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. I've got a bit of homework ahead of you. I don't think there's any way for us to really check if you've done it or no, not. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Cannibal system or something. I don't Maybe know. Maybe make them write a test next week. You know, oh, question one, yeah. question two. Well, we've got no. We can't enforce it with like a rule or anything. We just got to sit here. Um, yeah. We just we we urge is strong, but I do courage, courage, encourage. Yes, encourage, encourage you guys to take this as seriously as what we think it deserves to be taken and what I'm pretty sure most of you will think it needs to be taken as well because it does deserve thought and just study, thoughtful study. Excellent. Cool. All right. Um, And other than that, we'd love for you to check out our website at www.life-house.net and we love to hear comments, feedback, questions, Um, anything that you guys have for us we'd love to hear from you so send that over but other than that we'll see you next week great see you guys bye